You busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So with all that's been going on, and I've been talking to you about, you know, my mammogram results and all of that, I found that I've been getting peace through this echo of Psalm 23. And it's hilarious because you know how you'll wake up or be in the course of your day and you'll just hear a song and you'll be humming it and you're like, where did that song come from? I don't even, mm-hmm. That's pretty much what has been happening with Psalm 23. The yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thou rod and my staff. And I kept repeating it internally, silently, to the point that I was like, let me look this verse back up. Because Psalm 23 is one of those psalms that, you know, you go into any grandma's house back in the day, they had that open up, you're like, okay, I guess. And if it was anything like my grandma, she had me go ahead and memorize it. I'm like, oh. Then on top of that, has memorized the King James Version. So I was that was in malice the whole way through. You know, you went to certain churches. Uh, I remember back in the day in my church, we had to go ahead and recite this. So Psalm 23 was one of those verses for me or chapters for me that I learned, but I didn't dissect. And I think that that's what a lot of people do with the Bible. You know, you're pretty much you're you're hearing it, but you're not internalizing any of it. Because if it's the living word, then it's supposed to constantly give you a revelation, a new, oh, my goodness, that you never had before. So I said, you know what, I'm going to call you up. No, you know, it may be Wednesday night Bible study. I don't know. But go ahead and just let's just go ahead and look at Psalm 23 in a, in a different lens. Because I can recite some different things, but I'm going to be honest with you. Until I had this experience that I'm experiencing right now with the left breast cyst and all that could be going on. Let me explain something to you. You cannot eat peace. You cannot drink peace. You cannot call peace up you cannot go purchase peace but peace is in this thing called a living word and i am giving you a testimony right now this second that as brittle as and fragile as i can be right now i am not because this word has truly been what it says that it was going to be which is it will give you free those who are free will be freed indeed so i have got freedom and peace that I've never gotten before, and I don't want to be selfish with it, so I went ahead and called you, and we're going to read this thing together, okay, great? All right, now, as the old bishop said, turn your Bibles to Psalm 23, okay, great? All right, when you when you have it, say, I have it. No, I'm going to wait for you to say, I have it. No, <laughs> I can't, I can't. All right, so I'm going to read, you know, I like my NLT, my New Living Translation, because we don't speak in the Maoist, okay? The only King James I know is LeBron, and I don't know how to read in that language, so I do apologize, but my spirit uh, goes ahead and dissect a little better in the NLT. Now, I may dabble here and there in the others, but, you know, my go-to is the NLT, not to be mistaken for the BLT, but I digress. So I pretty much just want to take the chapters and the verse rather um as god has been giving it to me during this season of my life and who knows it's a living word i may read this read the same chapter 10 years later and find something extremely like oh a new revelation who knows but in this season this is how i'm seeing it so psalm 23 verse 1 in the nlt the lord is my shepherd i have all that i need 
listen, that first verse, it's like it came out, <laughs> it came out punching. I mean, the thing said ding, 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 and peace was just like boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, Adria, like super rocky on it, right? You mean the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. That one verse screams to me, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? Whatever it is that you're, you're worrying about, this first verse dilutes that whole thing. When I think of shepherd, and visualize this with me, when I think of shepherd to a sheep, you know, if I'm putting myself in the position of a sheep and I'm looking upward to a shepherd, a shepherd is huge it, in, in so many different ways. It's, the shepherd is protective. The shepherd is um, it has a different lens and a different stature than I. You know, I'm, I'm close to the ground level, but shepherds can see places that I can't, which means that he can protect me from things that I can't see, which means that he has a foreknowledge that I don't have. I'm just busy and just being sheep, just, meh, you know, walking around and doing the sheep and the sheep sheep stuff, right? While the shepherd is going ahead and looking out and making sure that there's a hedge of protection around me at all times. So he went ahead in first sentence, just went ahead and declared, I am your shepherd. You have all that you need. Ooh, if that is not a spiritual hug, I'm talking about that good, good grandmother with the extra underarm tricep flabbage. Ooh, that thing just did it for me. Off back. It sets the tone to exhale. You have all that you need. Second verse. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Mm. He lets me rest in green meadows. I believe wholeheartedly that the Bible states what it states in the order that it does for a reason. I believe the Holy Spirit was very strategic in how he went ahead and placed certain things. And it's amazing to me how he goes ahead and lets us know that sometimes you need to rest before he leads you. You ever tried to follow the instructions of anything in a fragile state? You know, the instructions of something or, you know, uh, only thing that comes to mind right now, so I'm saying it out loud, is when someone's water breaks, right? And you're like, okay, um, it, all right, so we got to get the bag. We got to get the Can you imagine trying to follow out all these particular instructions in that fragile, fragile state? So the Holy Spirit was wise enough to know, mm-mm. I need to go ahead and make sure that you rest before I go ahead and lead you. Because the second verse says, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. And if you know anything about leading, you have to become what's externally around you. So you cannot appreciate peaceful streams if you're in rattle mode. It won't be peaceful at all. <laughs> You'll be staring at the peaceful things, thinking a hundred different things in your mind, and there's no peace there at all. Verse 3, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Again, it's very sequential on how this is working. He's letting you rest. Then he's making sure that you got, okay, you, you're rested, good, because now that means you, when you're rested, you'll be peaceful, and I can lead you across peaceful streams. And now that there's peace, I can renew your strength. Sometimes we're just doing things out of order. 
We're trying to get strength first so we can be peaceful. And this is so laid out. No, 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 no. Rest follows peace, follows renewed strength. It's very strategic. Then he guides you along the right paths. Because once you're armed with rest, once you're armed with peace, once you're armed with that exhale, now you don't have to pray 15 million times. God, which way should I go? What should I do? Make it plain, God. Make it. No, 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 no. Let peace be your guide. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. Take a breath. That's why he knew before I even start leading you, let me let you know off the first verse. I'm your shepherd. You don't need nothing. Followed by, go ahead and get some rest. Followed by, all right, now you can be peaceful. Followed by, let me renew your strength. Now the paths are clear. And he can guide you on the right path. You ever tried to make a decision in a crisis? You ever realize that most of your poor decisions was because you had a poor mental or emotional state? Yeah, th there's, there's no secret in that. <laughs> it's no wonder. Oh, I wonder why that happened. No, you were not in the place mentally or emotionally to make said decisions. There are some prerequisites to making decisions as we're just reading here. You need to be well rested. And that doesn't just mean sleep. That means exhale. Are you rested? Because you can go to sleep and be tired in your emotional state. You can go to sleep and be mentally exhausted. You see what I'm saying? So then, going to verse 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Oh my goodness. Let me just go ahead and let you know what that just did to me. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Let me tell you why, what I got from that. This whole thing with the mammogram and the blasey blue and all of that has been a very scary moment for me. I'm not even going to hold you. It's been scary. Waiting the results, waiting for these next appointments, waiting for blah, blah, blah. It's just the weight game of doom. And what this showed me, because I know it in the King James Version. Let me just go ahead and go there real quick. The King James Version, version of verse 4 says, Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Remember a couple moments ago when I said I had, you know, you wake up and you hear something kind of humming in the, the songs or you may be thinking of a TV show, whatever, and you're like, where did this come from? That was a verse that just stayed with me. And I was like, the valley of the shadow of death, that sounds scary. I mean, like, ooh, if, if you had the choice to go to the haunted house of the valley of the shadow of death, you're like, no, I think I'll just go on this, this little uh, Astro Kitty ride real quick. I'll take that ticket for no, for one, please, and keep it moving. But this verse was the single-handed one that was like, wow. And for this verse, I'm going to stay in the King James one. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. Now, we know that David wrote the Psalms. I would like to believe that whatever he was going through or whatever he wanted to portray 
that the Holy Spirit used him to portray, it was clear that he didn't want it to be a mm, secondary guess on how scary are you saying? Like from a scale of boo, you know, I scared you as a prank um, to the extreme fear factor with ludicrous. Like how scary are we speaking? And he was like, oh, super scary to the point that I'm going to call it the valley of the shadow of death. And you're like, oh. So when I envision that, you know, my, my, the way, cause I'm a visualist, I see, you know, the, the trees, almost like the willow trees, I guess. And I hope that's the right tree. They're kind of like one on one side. So it's one across the street from the other, but they're kind of like meeting in the middle at the, you know, the drapage and, and the leaves is coming down and it's real, real dark. And you like, Ooh, what's going on there? And you know how like in the cartoons, it has like the piercing eyes, like the blink blink. And you can just see the white. Like when I think of this, my brain goes a whole other different way. And I'm like, bruh, can we take the back road of the Valley of the Shadow of Death? Like, I don't, we don't got to go straight through, right? Like their Ubers don't go through there. Okay, I'm scared. I want to give you a strong no thank you. And matter of fact, can we not go at night? Let's go when it's daytime. Maybe there'll be some light piercing through the valley of the shell. No, no, no light. Okay, so what's another way? Can we climb the mountain beside the Valley of the Shadow of Death? Like he wanted you to know this thing is scary. So I'm, I'm very clear on the gulpage of it all. <laughs> I'm aware that it's a sweat and bullets kind of situation. But for his very next line to be, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. For him to know, I'm not as scared of anything because I know that God is with me. And God is not only with me, he's armed. His staff, his rod and his staff, they... they pretty much a God got them hands like how you want to do it you know I'm not scared we're gonna go ahead and walk through this thing and I'm not afraid and that could be whatever it is that you're walking through whatever your valley of shadow of death whatever that looks like right now for me right now in this place in my life the valley of the shadow for me is this mammogram thing and to be completely honest I'm not afraid because I know that I'm not going through it alone meaning I'm not by myself it's one thing to go through the scary haunted house by yourself. It's another to go through it with someone that you know I can scream and grab you real quick and you'll, become, you'll go from friend to shield in a heartbeat. It's another thing to know as long as I'm close to you, not only will you protect me, God, but your rod and your staff will protect me. It's like you covered on all ends. What could they do to you, right? And so that was just super peaceful. So where do you need to apply that in your life? Where do you need to apply? By myself? Yeah, no doubt. I would have been scared. And probably with, you know, the best friend or whomever on earth would have been probably eh, less scared, but not, you know, all the way confident. But with God walking through something with you, with his rod and his staff, oh, my goodness. Oh, it just oozes peace it's like walking around like the younger sister who got the bigger brother who's mike tyson you like bro you know who my brother is <laughs> he will he will be up here in the heartbeat to smack you in the face because <laughs> my brother is mike tyson sir ma'am and with this you like do you know who my daddy is i wish you would try to scare me 
He not only coming, he coming with his rod and his staff, sir. <laughs> what you thought? You gonna hear theme music on his on his beatbop? He about to give you, okay? Beatbop, boop, 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 boop. That's that's what's gonna sound like when he hits you, okay? I mean, listen, that's how my mind goes, you know. When I'm reading the Bible, that's that's how flavorful and colorful my mind goes. So the very next verse, because we were still on four all that time. <laughs> so verse five. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Let me explain something to you. I don't take God for a show off. You understand? But I do understand that he's aware of those people who are not for you. And God doesn't do this thing where he goes ahead and says, okay, they're not treating you nice. Then I'm going to go ahead and move them out of the way. God says no in the scariest place called the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death. In the most scariest time, the time that you just like, this is super inconvenient. Out of all the times that I could have enemies and trolls and, you know, frenemies, this is just not the time. I'm not in the mood to be dealing with anybody. I'm trying to walk through this valley real quick with God, with my posture being strong and confident and all those other things. The last thing I want to do is to be trying to fool with enemies in the midst of this valley. And God is like, "Mm -mm." what you don't understand is if people are going to take the time to watch to see if you fail then they're gonna have to take this time for me to watch promote you meaning if someone wants to sit back and throw you know fiery arrows and things that's not true or try to even be in tune with anything that's associated with your demise please understand that they have now bought a first row seat to watch God bless you to another level they have to because God is clearly aware. He, he didn't, this didn't say, um, you went ahead and you fed me um, in front of my enemies and then you anointed my head with oil and then um, we left. This thing says you prepared a feast. Do you know how long a feast takes? To, listen, think Thanksgiving 2.0. You understand? Everybody knows a good feast. You don't cook it the same day, right? Them flavors got to sit and marinate. And my mouth is watering because I love food, right? And so you prepared a feast, which means that if they watching, they got to watch the whole thing. Mm, That's a word right there. Yeah, You don't just get to watch the ingredients be gathered. You don't just get to watch the menu come together. No, you got to watch this thing cook. You got to watch this thing come together. You got to watch this table get set. You got to watch the pieces and the macaroni and cheese and the yams and all that. And yes, I'm hungry, but don't judge me. And you got to watch all that come together. You got to watch me. Not only do you got to watch me be served, you got to watch me be blessed. Woo! Did you feel that? A feast. Not only did he go ahead and go on feast mode, uh-huh, he went ahead, church, did you hear me? Okay, great. He went ahead and said, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Oh, church, you didn't hear me. Turn to your neighbor hmm, and say, neighbor, no, real talk. Say, neighbor, if they watched me, 
they're going to have to watch it to the end. You understand? You, that's just what's going on. Listen, it's the word. I'm just dissecting it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just being the good bishop of the word is all. And it's amazing to me because sometimes we get so caught up in what such and such is doing. And, you know, and it's not fair. And, you know, you getting the short end of the stick. But it's like, time out. God is still cooking, baby. <laughs> like, it's, it, took a, it took longer than what you thought because it's a feast. Don't, don't press God to drive through this situation. Oh, no. He wants to feast this situation. He wants to honor you by anointing your head with oil. Still, in front of your enemies, your cup overflows with blessing. Let me explain something to you. That's good. If you don't feel it, I do. Okay, let's go ahead and move forward. Verse 6. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I read that in another translation that was really like, wow, that's pretty dope. Um, I think it was Messenger. Let me go ahead and just see real quick. Because, you know, well, not Messenger, but the Message Bible. Um, version it says yeah, this was so beautiful and I want to go back to verse 6 in the message verse 5 said you serve me a six course dinner right in front of my enemies you revive my drooping head my cup brims with blessings like I just said this thing is a feast this is six courses this is from the appetizer all the way to the dessert, ma'am. This is not a la carte. Like God is in the business of whooping up something extra special. You got to believe that. Because the very next sentence in, on this particular translation says, you revive my drooping head. The only reason why your head will be drooping is if you lost some type of tenacity in you. If you lost some type of faith along the way. I'm sure it was troubling to go through that valley of that shadow of death. I'm sure it was troubling. That's why he had to spend so much time resetting you and making you peaceful in the beginning. That now it's like, you know what, I'm going to go. Go ahead and anoint your head because your head is the most prominent part of this walk. You have to have a different posture when it comes to your head. Shoulders back, head up, neck up, chin up. That's how that works. Oh, my goodness, this is good. That my cup brims with blessings. And then the last verse in the Message Bible. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. It's like it starts with peace and then it ends with peace. It's like it's a bookmarked shelf of peace. I feel like this entire, honestly, the entire Psalm 23 is nothing but peace begot peace. And just showing you the different ways of navigating through that. That he goes that if you go all the way back to the beginning, he's letting you know, off back, I'm going to take away all nervousness from you because I'm your shepherd. You're safe with me. Trust me. You have all that you need. With me, there are no worries. It's like God is OG, and it's going to be a poor analogy, but it just popped in my head, so I'm going to go with it. God is um, 
he's the all-state dude. <laughs> You're in good hands. Listen, don't judge. You can't, you can't, listen, you think of good hands and being in all-state, come on. Come on, give me that one. No? Okay, great. Um, But then going back to him being a shepherd and you being safe and you having all you need, now you know how to navigate to how do I get back to peace. The first is you need rest. And it's not just physical. Because you can have an, you ever felt emotionally drained and exhausted after a cry or an argument and you're like, bro, I've got to go to sleep. I'm exhausted. Or you ever was angry and arguing or mad at something and you like, that was a, that hour of anger made you want to go to sleep three hours earlier? Yeah, he's trying to let you know that rest is important because then when, he, when you can find that place of rest, he can go ahead and download that peace that you've been asking for. Now, he lets you rest in green meadows, but he can't force you to rest. It's like he walks you to it, but you have to hone it. He leads you beside peaceful streams, but he can't force you to be peaceful. He renews your strength. You have to choose that option. Then he's guiding you around the right paths and he's bringing honor to your name. And then that whole thing with the feast and the honoring you in front of your enemies. And don't get boastful there, though. Don't have it where you like, yeah, everybody who talked about me, they're going to see and blah, blah, blah. No, let's not do that. Let, let, let's not do that. Let's just make it that if people are foolish enough to think that God's going to go ahead and lead you through something to see you fumble and be an embarrassment to the kingdom, then they got something else they about to see. Yeah, if they thought they was about to see the, oh, I know how this story goes. Like, no, they're about to see a wow didn't see that coming kind of stories because i don't know if you know but god is he's great at putting the smallest the most lack ingredients together and making a a wonderful delectable meal because the ingredients that i had prior to meeting god and really getting into the groove and alignment of how he wants me to live this life the ingredients that he had to work with with me it was far few in between i don't know how he got a feast from the ingredients i was giving up but you know what he's god and shouts out to him for knowing where to find the ingredients and how to maximize because all i had was molded cheese and he made macaroni and cheese like the way that you always wanted macaroni with that tart and that pepper and that mmm and I don't know where he got it from, but I'm just praise God that he saw enough in me not to see mold, but he saw a feast. And that's a word right there. Some of you are counting yourself out way too early, including myself in, in certain situations, but I, I've overcome that. Do not count yourself out. You know, you're looking at your bank account proverbially of your life and, and what you can offer, and you're like, hmm. I don't really mount, but God is like, listen, I can take whatever you're going through and I can make it a feast if you allow me to lead you on the right paths. Mm. And then surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This has truly been a peaceful staple in my life in this season this has been the reminder of things may not look the way you want them to look things may not even turn out the way you want them to turn out but one thing that god promises is that little you know switcheroo that happened this thing is psalm 23 is six verses 
It got scary at verse 4. It started out with, ooh, confidence. The Lord is my shepherd. Got real peaceful in 2 and 3. 4 was, wait a minute, where the shadow of a valley of death come from? Wait, I'm scared. <laughs> Hold on now, that's scary. Oh, and are you going to deal with my enemies and you're going to bless me and anoint me in verse 5? And then verse 6 was, listen, you're going to dwell with me forever. The story, and that's in six short verses, but we kind of experience that in life, right? And some things you may be super confident on and you feel like, yay, and I have it. And then it gets tricky in the middle and you're like, ooh, do I? I don't think I'm scared, God. I don't really know if I want to continue this way. And he's like, no, please continue. Because when you make it through the valley of the shadow of death, you find yourself with me. You find yourself in my house. And you find yourself never, ever, ever being that scared again because you would dwell in the house with me forever. <sighs> I could throw this phone. I pray that this means and meant to you what it has served for me in this season. I pray that you got every piece of what you were supposed to get in this conversation because you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations. I pray that you look at back at Psalm 23 again in your own time and you never see it the same. And I'm confident because I prayed before I talked to you. I'm confident that exactly what you needed, God gave it to you. Whether it was, man, I was really dealing with that whole scariness with the shadow of death. Or, man, I was really dealing with the rest issue. Whatever it is, I pray that you go ahead and you hone in on exactly what he downloaded into your soul. And I pray that you never struggle with that thing again. Because right now, this minute, like I said, this has been my peace. This has been my staple in this particular season. Would I have read that any other way, any other time? Probably not. But I, I know that God gives you and he serves you what you need when you need it. And it never, ever, ever is just a meh, that was okay. It is something that is a fruit that you can feed on for the entire season that you need it for. So I pray my challenge to you is go back to Psalm 23. And just like we dissected it, it's six verses. Which verse serves as a staple that you need in this season of your life right now? Do you need more rest? Do you need more peace? Have you been asking God, man, you know, show me the route. I don't know what path to take. I don't know what decision to make. Do you need to do the prerequisites prior to making a decision? Do you need to look at your enemies differently? Like, no, they don't scare me because they can't be scary if God's going to go ahead and they can't harm me if God is going to go ahead and do a feast in front of in front of them. Right. Why would he do a feast in front of people who can hurt you? Because they can't. There's no power there. They, they had to sit until God was done with the feast. Who has the power there? Certainly not them. So you go back in Psalm 23 and you look at that thing different. And I pray that it brings you the peace that you needed, just like it's bringing me the peace that I need now. Okay? But, as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and read Psalm 23 and whatever version you want to read it in. But I read from the NLT, a little bit from the King James, and then the message. But you be good. Go ahead and do what needs to be done. I trust that he talked to you through this whole, whole conversation. Okay? Alrighty. I'll call you back. Later.